Welcome to the Pandora Podcast, where fellowship-trained pain specialists Dr. Melissa Cady and Dr. Kevin Cucaro reveal the secrets of pain care, including harmful practices, healthy tips, and the hope found through the science of pain. Please note, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not constitute a physician-patient relationship. Please discuss your medical issues with your personal health professional. For more information and free resources, visit Pandora.com. Now on to the show. Welcome back to the Pandora podcast. I am Dr. Melissa Katie, joined by Dr. Kevin Kakaro, or Dr. Katie and Dr. Kevin, uh, just to make it a little bit easier. And as always, we like to cover topics that range from anywhere from pain, wellness, or stress, or any type of challenges in life. And ultimately, we want to bring hope, which is one of the last things released by the Pandora's box um, story, I guess you can call it. Uh, and so this time around, I think we would like to touch on a little bit regarding something we mentioned in our last episode was this idea of beliefs. What do you think about that? Sure. I think you should just start off the whole conversation because you, you're just up and at them about the belief system. So I'll, I'll chime in. Well, no, it's because it's, it's, we were ending in that particular episode, we were talking about definition of better, like being able being very clear about better. And then we kind of let in, as we always do, let into these other topics about why are people doing the things that they do? And it seems so strange. You know, you're on one side and you're looking at a group of people going, they're absolutely crazy. And they're in, over there looking at you and going, you're, an, you're a total idiot. Um, and, and really to, to get an understanding of why people do what they do. And especially if they're doing things that you don't, that you think is absolutely crazy, you got to take a step and, and look at what their belief systems are. Because we, none of us, except for a few, are what we would call crazy. We're all human. And what, a, what your beliefs do is they provide a set of filters and lenses and perspectives through which the world is filtered which then guide you on your choices on what, how you behave. So beliefs are, are integrally related to our behavior. And so if you don't, if you see someone doing something, you're like, this makes absolutely no sense. Uh, rather than just thinking they're crazy or, or berating them over the head with a stick or saying, you know, trying to push and push and push more information, take two or three steps back and say, you know, what do you believe? You know, what do you believe is true? And just leave it at that. Um, it's particularly relevant. I, my fascination with beliefs and belief systems started because of pain, because we know it is a risk factor when you're looking at people with worse pain and, and, and longer duration pain is what you believe to be true about pain. Um, but also it impacts how we deliver care. And so I was doing some work with physical therapists and a common refrain I mean, this is pretty common with a lot of clinical scenarios, but it's the physical therapist I'm remembering specifically. They're like, well, you know, I hate working with chronic pain patients because they don't ever do what I want them to do. You know, I, I say, do these exercises and they come back and I go, did you do the exercise? And they say no. And they're like, ah, they're, they just are lazy or they don't want to get better. And talk about judgmental folks. Like, yeah, it's very few people that people want to get better. Um, but really what you need to do is ask you know, what do you believe? Or what are, you know, like Sharna Prasad, a friend of ours, how, what are you afraid of? Because that can pull out some of those beliefs about pain. Because if you believe that pain equals damage, and when you move, it hurts, i.e. you have pain, and you don't have a trusting relationship with whoever you're working with, and they're telling you to go move, I can pretty much guarantee that if you strongly believe that, and you had a lot of fear associated with it, and you were convinced that your spine was disintegrating because someone told you you have disintegrating disc disease or something, 
then it is highly likely that you wouldn't do those exercises either because it doesn't make sense. You'd be violating those belief structures. And so being able to step back, look at people's behavior, not again, not view them as crazy or, or what are the other horrible words that we use? A non-compliant is a good one. Um, uh, malingering is another good one. Um, you know, I, I, they just don't want to get well, that kind of stuff. Rather than making those kind of judgment calls, a step back, well, what would they have to believe in order for them to do that action? And then even better as ask them, you know, yeah. what are you scared of? Or why, what is preventing you from this? Or what would you need to know in order for you to do this? Right. To feel safe and comfortable to do this, whatever this is. Um, so I, that's, so beliefs are really fascinating. Really, really fascinating. Yeah. Well, it's uh, one of my friends, um, uh, Mark Milligan, he's a physical therapist. He says, every time something about beliefs comes up, it's like, you know, people die for their beliefs. <laughs> you realize that. I mean, they, we cling on to them in a way that they're so, and, and sometimes patients don't recognize that this is a belief issue too, because um, you, you accept it as, as the reality and the truth, um, because that's either how you've been taught or life is um, presented things in a certain way to you. And that's how you interpret it. Um, but in general, your, your belief systems are, uh, I think of it as, as this unique, um, when you think of the brain as this not, it's not necessarily a static thing, um, but there are pathways that we've been running or certain patterns that we've been running in our life. And, um, there's all kinds of scientific things you can get all technical beyond my expertise, but the more kind of like what you've said in the past is that you sometimes will pick out information to support the belief you have. And this happens in medicine too, with, you know, people pick out studies that support their side <laughs> um, versus changing their own belief or kind of looking at the opposite of what they believe and really step back and see the big picture and maybe question their own beliefs. I think there's a lot of, of, um, I think it's a fascinating part about the human brain is how we can, we can support our own, our own beliefs, <laughs> even if, if it may not be the truth. Um, and the fact that we keep running those patterns and we keep driving that pattern deeper and deeper into the core of who we are. And so that belief system is dri driving our behaviors and how we're responding to life. Um, those are things that are, I think a lot of people don't talk about, but that that's a huge component on how people deal with challenges and the kind of resilience they have based on the beliefs they have. Well, it, it, probably one of the most dangerous things in the world is a belief that, that you can't really uh examine like an unexamined belief that you are that you cannot examine because either you're afraid to or 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 you're unwilling to um that's that's where the danger comes in or like the money you receive has or, a lot or, to do with <laughs> or it, or anything or the god you believe in or the, yeah. the idea about a people or or whatever but being able to 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 fear to critically examine a belief system that is that is dangerous an unexamined belief is a dangerous has a, is like a time bomb a ticking time bomb because um, what you what you kind of let into it the the 
there are many different de definitions and we can go into, you know, values, attitudes, beliefs, all this stuff. But one of the simplest one comes, comes to beliefs is what beliefs are, are statements of fact that you assume to be true. You're assuming the truth behind them. Um, and it, it is not that beliefs are bad, by the way. Beliefs allow us to navigate the world uh, fairly effectively in, well, definitely efficiently and sometimes effectively. Uh, but the difference between a belief and fact, this is actually cr crucial to understand, is what you believe is, is, um, is assumption of truth. A fact is actually a demonstrable fact. That is, uh, the word true gets a little bit tricky, uh, but it is a truth. So five plus five is 10 would be a fact. That you believe it is 10, if five plus five is you believe it to be 10, actually there's the belief that it's true and the actually fact is true and the overlay. But that doesn't happen all the time. Right. Um, the difference between like truth, truth is it gets a little bit interesting because you have fact and then you have belief and then truth becomes how we take facts and we filter them through our belief systems to find out what is true for me. You know, yeah. it may not be true for you. No. So that's another, I, you can, you can see, I, I love belief systems and I love categorizing things, being able to pull yeah. this stuff apart so that we don't put it in this, you know, spaghetti mush. So you have to be able to say, what's the belief? What's the fact? What's the truth? Which is that fact filtered through the belief. Um, but beliefs, you know, the, the, one of the other dangers about, about beliefs and particularly belief systems, again, how they, they drive that behavior, but beliefs actually protect themselves. So our belief systems are designed just like the brain is to make sense of the world and keep us alive, right? How do we make sense of the world quickly and keep us alive? And beliefs are one of the ways that the brain uses to do that. They're like these heuristic structures that allow us to process information, make sense of it in, in the truthiness of our world to devise a, an effective response quickly, really, really fast. Um, and because of that, if your belief systems were not kind of providing the stable framework for you, not only would you be in an uncomfortable place, but you would be flailing in the wind. You know, you'd be watching the QVC network and you would be bankrupt because every time someone came mm -hmm. on, you would buy whatever it is because you yeah, would not, you would have no kind of stable ego. Um, so I don't know. So it's, it's important to remember that beliefs are important. Like, again, we, we always are talking about we can't diseaseify this stuff. It's not things, things are not good or bad. They're there. Let's understand them. And beliefs are neither good or bad. The problem is if we don't understand or at least are not unwilling to, or we're unwilling to examine them. So, you know, the belief itself provides a way for you to navigate your world, but it's when you let those belief systems become so rigid that one, um, you know, that you're not willing to let them to flex them and to challenge them. But even worse, if you're not willing to even look at them, right? That, that's where the problem is. And you're not going to change. Yeah. You know, that I have to bring up an example and it, and some for, you know, it could be emotionally charged for anyone, I think, but um, I, I'm always fascinated by, especially because of how I, you know, um, now I have my own, you know, everyone's got their own beliefs and whatnot, but I, I feel like, um, when it comes to race, it's, I always see it as everyone's human. Like we are homo sapiens and we are in a, we are all look differently and we have, um, and for me, different colors of skin, I see it as melanin or melanocytes and their capacity for creating melanin. Like to me, I see it very scientifically as we are all human and, 
Um, but then you see the world and how, um, you know, there's blemishes in history of, of just how we've treated people as less than and um, the egos or really sometimes from places of fear. And I bring this up because I was at a conference recently that discussed, uh, it was one person that raised her hand. It was a really raw discussion and, and really in a very safe environment where people of all different colors and races were, were there. And there was one um, uh, Caucasian light-skinned um, young lady who grew up in the Midwest and she told the entire audience, she said that I, I see someone up there and who's darker than me. And all I feel is what I've been taught throughout my upbringing. And, and I feel these feelings and I don't like these feelings, but my brain tells me, and this is someone that's willing to examine their belief system. And I, I literally had tears in my eyes because I, I, I felt the struggle she had because she doesn't want to feel those, those sensations from the belief systems have been indoctrinated within her, but she was in this place where she's, she can tell herself, she knows this person is a good person. And, but her just unconscious reaction to people has been really from her upbringing. And she, she doesn't like it. Like she doesn't want that sensation and those feelings. Um, but for her to admit that and to examine that and to be brave enough to speak up and admit that that's what she struggles with, um, it was incredibly brave. And, um, but I, I think it's a really a big topic that really confronts that issue with beliefs. Any thoughts? No, I think beliefs, beliefs underplay pretty much everything. Yeah. Right. And, um, but but what I what I love about that story and what you kind of brought the light about it is it, if you at least have to be aware of it before you can mm -hmm. start addressing it, mm -hmm. right? You either you can be aware of it gradually or you can be aware of it in uh, you know try, trying to challenge and and becoming more mindful of of what your belief systems are, um, or you can have a catastrophic thing occur in which your beliefs get shattered, and and, and that becomes that's pretty distressful. Like you kind of almost, you kind of imagine, you know, beliefs provide this, again, the structure of who you are. So one of the things I've been playing with is the difference between values and beliefs. And values are like these core principles that you hold. Like these are, they're, they're kind of nebulous. Um, you may believe in truth. You may believe in fairness. You may believe in equality. But then how we contain that value that, that provides a structure to that nebulous form is a belief system. And, um, you know, so, so that, so if we're not, you know, at least aware of that belief system, how we express those values may be very, very different. Right. But once we know a, uh, what the beliefs are, then we can start adjusting them. We can start, uh, you know, bending them. You know, we can, you know, instead of looking at like an oak tree, we can start taking it like, you know, a willow where you can bend the branch and kind of tie it off here. And then we start shaping that into a way that actually maybe optimizes those values that we have inside. That does bring me back, though, to when you're working with other people. And one of the things that you can do, again, whether you're a clinician or whether you're just a human being, is if you're having problems with beliefs, is to, again, take a step underneath what the beliefs are and start identifying those common values. Mm -hmm. Because if you can find what the common value is, that may also help you understand what that belief 
lies. So in, in our charged political environment now, where it can be so difficult to have a discussion with anybody, being able to step beyond the belief of what you believe to be true to say, what do you hold true to yourself? What are your values? So, you know, maybe your you know, people may have the same value of fairness and equality, but they may express it in completely different ways because of those belief systems. Mm-hmm. But if we can recognize what that core value is, then it makes sense of the belief. And then we have at least a place that we can start together and sort of, you know, rather than hitting those, those you know, hitting that, that, that cage of beliefs that are surrounding it. So should I call you philosopher Kevin now or what, what? How about philosopher? <laughs> what, what would be your, your other name? <laughs> I'm I, well, I, I would, I would say I like doctor, you know, yeah. if you go to, if you go to a a doctor's a teacher, right. And I, yeah. that's who I see myself. And uh, if you, if you kind of combine the two, that's the other thing I like is like to pull up the root of these words, doctor, mm-hmm. the, the, the original Latin is docere, which means to teach physician is a little bit more kooky. Um, it's really different, you know, how to pull up the Latin on that. It's um, all over the, all over the place. And there's two different definitions, but the one I choose is to heal. You know, you are a healer. So I'm like, if you're a doctor and a physician, you teach to heal. And that mm-hmm. seems to make a lot of sense, but um, for, it's, it's, I, I just, I like to think about this stuff because I like to understand the stuff. Yeah. Like the thing, I don't like to feel I guess it all comes back to control, right? That we do this stuff. And I want to know why, why is it that I do this? Why is it that this person may be doing that? Um, and so the, and, and, and again, it will always for me come back to pain because that's what started this whole thing yeah. is you start recognizing, you know, how important your beliefs are going back a couple podcasts ago, how important, you know, your beliefs are to an experiential category, what you experience on a day-to-day existence and then is, well, how then, when we know that there are areas with our beliefs that are rigid or stuck or, or maybe confining ourselves or not expressing our values in the way that we want them to, well, then how do we start molding those belief systems in a way to facilitate that change? Um, and so I spent a lot of time, I, 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 it's, it's now what, it's really hard, by the way, <laughs> so yeah. changing beliefs. Um, or even working with somebody to change belief systems is extraordinarily difficult um, in the best case scenarios, but it's, it's really meaningful stuff. I mean, it's really meaningful stuff. Well, we both had to go through, uh, you know, our belief systems that had been taught to us and having to shift into a a different gear to recognize that we need to be taking, you know, helping or teaching people about pain in a different way than what we were originally taught about pain. That, that was a huge, I think that sounded like one of your first encounters with belief systems and, and shifting. Am I oh, right? Or? Oh, no, no. When you, when you challenge and, and you're rocking somebody's belief system, um, that is really uncomfortable. Like it yeah. is super scary place to be in. And actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I, 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 I probably have not thought about that or really been aware enough of that in some of the things that I do, because when we know this integral relationship between belief and pain and specifically, you know, what you believe to be true about pain. And then when we're in this kind of world where we're trying to educate, you know, to mold, to, to bring forth from within and mold um, around these core beliefs in a lot of situations, because there's different layers of belief. There's, you know, experiential beliefs, uh, uh, possessive beliefs, and there's, identity beliefs but we're we're molding the closer you get to that identity the more that we can 
that, that uncomfortableness can kind of surface. Mm-hmm. And if we're, if we're, if we're poking around in there, that can be a really scary thing. So we need to a do it with empathy and compassion. But number two is you, you need to, while you're kind of working with one belief system that may not be, again, a belief system that maybe is not prov- helping people the way that, that, that they want it to help them, right? We know mm-hmm. that, that there's a problem there or something is kind of obscuring or is preventing an outcome that's desirable for everybody is we also say, well, what, what are the beliefs that they need to step into? Like, cause you can't pull away everybody's beliefs. You have no beliefs that that is a place that you don't want to be. And for, for my personal experience, when I was going through my kind of pain existential crisis, that's what was occurring is because I had these values of what I wanted to do. And then I was looking at what I was doing. It was complete disagreement with, you know, with, with those values and the beliefs weren't aligned. And so those, those beliefs are being shredded, but I didn't know where to step into it next. And it yeah. that was awful. Like, cause you, now the panic attacks are starting and the insomnia is horrible and, and you don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. And when you don't know who you are, the world is really, really scary place to be. Yeah. Cognitive dissonance. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was another thing. You start reading on cognitive dissonance, and I'm like, oh, I remember going through that and that and that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just for the listeners, you know, cognitive dissonance is, is there's a fancy, big, long definition you can find somewhere. But in, in essence, it's when your, your particular belief system is being challenged and it creates a sense of, um, uh, it's, it's a very uncomfortable feeling and it's kind of a form of uh, a pain and way that it, people want to avoid it. Um, and so many times people um, don't want to process that feeling um, of moving through this uh, belief that you had that you may be recognizing may not be all that true or at the very least not being helpful uh, for whatever you're going through. Well, you know, either almost a simpler way you can take that is mm-hmm. cognitive dissonance is the is the reaction between belief and behavior. It's when what you're doing doesn't line up with your belief system. That that so when you have that dissonance between the behavior and the belief, that's where that conflict occurs. That's and a so, and way. so dissonance <laughs> reduction is when you're either going to there's two there's two major things that are either going to change. You're either the behavior is going to change to line up with that belief or in, you know, hopefully with the values that are supporting that belief, or your belief is going to change to match what the behavior is. Uh, so from dissonance to resonance. Dissonance to resonance. It also gives you different ways. That, so there's different ways that you can start working with belief systems. One of them is behavioral based approaches where you actually work into the behavior. That would be the kind of the fake it till you make it. And mm-hmm. so as you do, then you, you start pulling on that identity. And the other one, uh, would bend more the belief, the awareness of the belief and trying to change the belief behavior. Which one is more effective? Mm. Um, which one's more challenging? Eh. Some people would say the behavior-based approach is a little bit more sense. But um, anyway, that's, the, that's it. When you're doing things that you don't believe in and that feels really uncomfortable, that's when you're going to be experiencing that dissonance. So if you think you're a truthful person and then you lie to your kids, that, <laughs> that upsetness the more upset it is, is the more that, that you have, you've created conflict behind your behavior and your belief system. Yeah. No, I think that was a great concise way of, of stating that feeling. And, and I think there's, I think everyone at some point in their life might have experienced some level of that, um, that people can, can relate to. So, 
Right. Nice. It's natural. It's another human thing, right? That yeah. Just, and that's Imagine. how we learn and we grow and we change and adjust. Yeah. You got to be able to ride that wave though. That's right. You're sailing your ship, man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Through the ocean of life. Yeah. Well, I think that was a good episode. Well, I, hope, well, I, hope, I hope you guys out there got something useful out of it, but um, it, it definitely is. It's a, it's a place to think about and to, to put some thought is what do you believe to be true and why? why? What is the basis for those beliefs? And then the other part, again, to step beyond that is simply what you value. What is it that you value? What is important to you? Truth, equality, fairness, whatever. Um, and then is that being expressed through your belief systems effectively? Nice. Nicely done. Well, favorite topic. <laughs> Well, your outro, is it, is it me or you? Well, I'll take it today. Go ahead. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Well, all right, everybody. Well, thank you for joining us on the Pain Door podcast, where we talk about all these interesting and complex issues and hopefully provide you some insight that you can take and use in your own life. Um, thank you to Dr. Melissa Katie, my, my co-host here on this wonderful show. And for everybody else out there, stay well. Bye, y'all. Thank you for joining us today on the Pain Door Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know through a five-star rating on iTunes or your current podcast listening service. And be sure to check out the information and resources available at Pandora.com.